It's the desperation telling in our voices. Mm. Hello, I'm Julian and this is my friend Gregory. <laughs> and who's this just come in the shop? <laughs> what? I've got um, uh, someone um, faking climax and then inventing Wi-Fi. Blimey. Nice. Slickers all get out. Yeah. Hello there. <laughs> oh, God. Hello there. Welcome to Date Fight. It's the podcast where we take things that occurred on this day in history and we pitch them against each other. Yes, we do. He's Jake. Yeah, I'm Nat Tapley. And together we have looked through all of the encyclopedia in the world and have found the most exciting factlets to present to you <laughs> in the middle of your lockdown. Joining us today in this, some might say fruitless, but other people might say fruitful endeavour, is Liz. Lizzie Graham Roper. Hello, Lizzie Graham Roper. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm Lizzie Graham Roper. They keep me in a tiny cupboard and poke me with a stick. That's Living enough from you. Back in the cupboard. <laughs> no, no, no! <laughs> I'm going to take us to the 11th of August, 1942, when actor Hedy Lamarr and composer George Anthile get a patent for frequency hopping spread spectrum. Yeah! It's that yeah. kind of sexy day. We've talked about this before. I'm glad you've brought this back because this is a mm. very interesting one. This is a, one it's of the all-time super. greatest stories that I feel more should be made yeah. of. Hedy Lamarr was the Austrian actress who came to prominence in Czech films, especially as the first woman to simulate the female orgasm on screen in the film Ecstasy in the early 1930s. In 1937, she fled her arms-making husband in Austria and ran off to Paris, where she met Louis B. Mayer. Uh, oh, she met him in London, actually. She ran off to London as well. And then he took her to Hollywood. In the early 1940s, she acted opposite Clark Gable and Jimmy Stewart, and she founded her own production studio. But while she was doing acting, when she went back to her trailer, she was busy inventing things. And during World War II, she dated Howard Hughes, and she spent her time improving the designs of his aircraft in between takes. Wow. Because that's how clever she was. Her friend, George Antile, was an avant-garde composer. His first big work, in his, own, um, in his own words, was scored for countless numbers of player pianos, all percussive, like machines, all efficiency, no love, written without sympathy, written cold as an army operates, revolutionary as nothing has been revolutionary. Was that exciting, his music? Blimey. It was 16, you needed 16 player pianos to do it, some xylophones and an airplane with a propeller that was running. It never got properly performed. Mm. <laughs> George Andile not only was an avant-garde composer, but he also fancied himself as an expert on female endocrinology and how glands affected the female desire. Um, he wrote books on how to determine a female's availability by looking at her glands. Which gland? Well, the glandular effects on their appearance. So if you had a puffy face, you'd go, oh, yes, she is definitely heavy with unavailability. Um, and it was called, he wrote, his book was called The Gland Book for the Questing Male. Oh. He also oh. wrote a book on glandular criminology called Every Man His Own Detective. Anyway, Hedy Lamarr at this point were, went to him to ask for help to see if glands could help her develop her upper torso. I don't know what they mean by upper torso. But anyway, but they, she decided he wasn't very good about glands, so they ended up talking about tor torpedoes instead. And between the two of them, invented 
the frequency hopping signal for torpedoes so that they couldn't be jammed. So the problem with send with a radio-controlled torpedo is the radio signal you're sending can be blocked. So the easiest mm-hmm. way to get around that is to jump to a different frequency, but the difficult thing is to encode different frequencies with different devices so they go at the same time and they change and are receiving and sending at the same frequency. So they solved that by putting a tiny little player piano in them with a roll of punched paper that would flip between frequencies. Wow! Um, That's amazing. Between, yeah, flip between 88 different frequencies. Any idea as to why it was 88? Be- uh, Radio 2. Two uh, fat ladies. 88 to 91 <laughs> FM. They like the only frequency they didn't want to hear. Because they, they adapted a piano, I am guessing. Yes, it's they the 88 keys digitated on the, the 88 Yeah, Um, they gave it to the Navy and the Navy said, no, that's no use to us. And they um, ignored it throughout the war and through the 50s until the patent expired in 1962, which when they went, that's really very useful. We will use that. Thank you. We just won't pay you any money for it. Uh, In 1998, YLAN, the people who were making Wi-Fi protocols, bought the patent from Hedy Lamarr, despite the fact that it was no longer in force. And it is now underscores Wi-Fi, Bluetooth and most wireless communications technology. Flipping it. Is that not the most amazing story? Yeah. God damn it, I've lost today. Yeah, it's a lot of things. Well, it's all right. I don't I don't know how to do it. all this what, what wiffy thing and um <laughs> all this blue bluetooth spoon. I uh, uh, look um, oh, we haven't what? we haven't done bluetooth we haven't done where bluetooth gets its name from, have we? We can do that where's, that's another good where, one. Where's it what what's what's that? From a pirate. No, it's named after the Viking who united all of Norway, Finland and Sweden because it huh? was the phone companies of Nokia, Ericsson and someone else who came together and Bluetooth was the thing that let all their phones speak to each other. So the Bluetooth was named after Ragnar Bluetooth or Harold Bluetooth, oh. who was the king who united all of Scandinavia. Oh. Sorry, over to you, Jane. That was, that was an extra bit. Yeah, so uh, even more points. Uh, even more right, points. Well, uh, look, um... Uh, me, me, me so... Uh, me so American. The me so American long count calendar. Right? It sounded like you are going really somewhere else. Uh, me so American. Where would I be going? Okay. 3,114 B.C. The eleventh of August. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> look, it was used by various Mesoamerican civilizations, notably the Maya, and actually it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a non-repeating vigesimal. Anyone? Oh. Anyone? No. No. No hands. Base twenty. No. And octadecimal. Anyone? Base eight. eight. Oh, 18. Very good, Nat. Oh, <laughs> of course so he got it right. A, so it's very simple. It's a non-repeating base 20 and base 18 calendar, right? So mm-hmm. if you... Uh, so uh, it identifies... It, the, the mythical creation date was August 11th, 3114 BCE in mm-hmm. the proleptic... Pro, 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 Gregorian calendar, right? So look, for example, what if we needed to uh, calculate in mm. in the current calendar in 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 the proleptic 
Gregorian calendar, right? Mm -hmm. A date from yeah. the Mesoamerican long count calendar. It's simple, right? So say we have a long count date of 9.10.11.17.0, right? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. First... Calculate the number of days that have passed since the zero date, August 11th, 3114 BCE, right? Is David Starkey not yeah. available? Then add the GM... <laughs> Please, uh, I, I'm talking, I'm talking. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sir. Sorry, then sir. add the GMT correlation to the total number of days. That's 1,372,300 plus 584,283 equals anyone... Oh, 1,956,583. That's a Julian day, right? Julian now, day? to get that Lovely to a prolep proleptic Gregorian calendar date, well, for example, you, 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 you subtract the nearest smaller Julian day number, which corresponds to the... Yes, so, and then you divide that number by 365 days. That's a vague year. 16,377 divided by 360 equals 44.86849. Right, sir, which is 44.86849 years, which sir, is 40, 44 years and 317 days. Sir, 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 can the, I be excused, please, sir? No, sir, no. Sir, sir stitch. No, oh, sir, no, stitch. no. Oh, stitch, sir. So sir, our calculated sir, year. I, really, I, I, really, I, I think I'm on my period, sir. Sir, Roper's done a poo. <laughs> ah. Sir, sir, Tapley sniffing my finger, sir. Um, oh, get sir. off. No, please, I... Uh, She's putting it up my mouth. I can't even talk. <laughs> get off. This reminds me of... I like So I went to a South East London uh, <laughs> state school, right? Comprehensive school. It was rough as you like. I mean, proper rough, like chairs flying across the classroom. Like you oh, feared God. for your life in this school. Everyone thinks, oh, Jake's poor spoil. <laughs> what was it, Oxbury? No, it was dog rough. And literally mm. like 25% of my classmates are in prison now. Like it was mm. horrendous. Mm. And amidst, amidst all of this, there was a supply teacher called Mr. Aikenhead. Because of course it was. <laughs> right? Of course it was. Um, <sighs> and he, he, he had a voice like that. And he said, right, and, um, before, we, before we start your, your maths worksheets, um, I, I, studied, I studied philosophy in France. And I think that there's something... And in the meanwhile, like, people are literally um, connecting crocodile clips to the electric terminals <laughs> and <gasps> putting them on people's backs. Like, it was the worst <laughs> place and he'd be like, no, please, please, can we just have some, please, can we have... And not, like it was just still bedlam until mm. all of a sudden he said, please, please, can we, please... All of a sudden he just went, Pour l'amour du ciel, un peu de silence! <laughs> and finally, like, you could hear a pin drop. Mm. He just went, uh, I'm sorry I had to do that, but, um, you know, really, really, I, I, I really think... <laughs> anyway, the answer was November the 3rd, 644 CE. Mm. Now, for your homework, I'd like you all to calculate your birthday oh. in the Mesoamerican long count calendar, long count calendar. base 18 oh. and 20. Thank you. Let's do it birthdays. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to Edith Blyton. Um, again, you can't libel the dead, and she is dead. Mm. She stole six... She didn't steal. She wrote 600 million... No, she didn't write 600 million copies of her books. She sold 600 million <laughs> copies of her books. She wrote them all by hand. That's why yeah. she was very crotchety. 
the BBC refused to broadcast any of them, saying that she was a second-rater, lacking in literary merit. Uh, at 13, Enid's mother left the family to live with another woman, which may explain part of why she hated uh, so many minorities. Uh, she published at one point more than 50 books a year. Anyway, that's Enid Blyton. You've probably read some of her books. I read one last night, mate. Did you? Really? Which, which one? one? Uh, was it one of the really really Shove it up mad. the magic far away tree. <laughs> and there was Moonface. Moonface. I, I quite like there was there was one chapter called Mr. Room Boom Boom. Let me hear you say way. <laughs> <laughs> and did you say way I did, but no one else did. Oh, in the room. You're only as good as your audience, really, aren't you? I <laughs> <laughs> <Man>, suck. <laughs> Uh, happy oh. birthday to Hamnet Shakespeare. He was the only son of William Shakespeare and Anne Hathaway, who died at the age of 11. He was named after Hamnet Sadler, who was uh, someone who witnessed the will of William Shakespeare. Um, and many people think that Hamnet may have been based in part on him, or the twins in Twelfth Night might have been. There are lots of theories about um, all the characters he might have based on his dead son, but we don't know. We don't know. Sound and fury signify nothing. Precisely. Sound and farts signify yes. bowel disease. <sighs> That's the birthdays and the death days. Mm, let's see. Oh, where Which am us, I? Do, do, sorry, can I just... I'm just going to... I'm just going to make a... Yeah. What? Hang on. Wait. Are you working at your birthday? No, I've got to... Hang on. Uh, to, what? Oh. Do, I'm doing scribbling noises. You're not doing scribbling noises. <laughs> do... What are you scribbling? Like me. I'm doing my smallest writing. <laughs> little box. Yes. Another little box. No. Just yeah. drop it over your door and run away okay. down the corridor. Um, so... Okay, well, I'm... I'm... Yaps. I'm going to... Keeping notes to people, sir. Oh, please, please, because I studied French for philosophy in France and, and I really think we could all learn... Well, my reply is coming through now, and it's strangely biological. It's just a large drawing of a and Copied from under the desk. There you go. Uh, right. Hedy Lamar, being brilliant mm. and a genius yeah. and insanely funny and glorious yeah. and beautiful. Mm. I, I very much enjoyed um, when Jake's teacher <laughs> lost it in French. Because yeah. when a teacher swears in tongues, you really... It's terrifying. <laughs> it is absolutely <laughs> terrifying. I think the worst thing we ever did at school, I think we we um, locked Miss Clancy in the stationery cupboard oh halfway through the French mm, lesson. We lost, left a few people in the stationery cupboard. What was the worst thing you ever did at school, Nat? Well, there was station. I was quite Mr. Nunn. All I think he was inviting it after a while because he was regularly mm. locked in that cupboard, and you could just say to him, <laughs> "Sir, I filled my book, sir. It's full up, sir." And then he'd get he'd, his keys were always in the outside of the door, and it was clunk, lock, <laughs> and he'd have to wait until someone went round the back of the school, which you could see them banging on the window, and it would seem to be using Mr. Jones. Mr. Nunn, what are you doing in there? There was another there was a chemistry teacher. There was a um, chemistry teacher who was a supply teacher who got locked in the um, uh, the cupboard. You know, the chemicals cupboard actually has a vent in. So if you get locked in there, you can't be drowned with chemical fumes. Oh, fumes blimey, covered. no. And so he climbed out through that vent and ended up again in Mr. Jones's classroom. <laughs> Mr. Rucker, what are you doing in my vent? <laughs> you can hear it from our classroom. It was lots of fun. Matty Panos used to um, colour in his... 
erect penis green with a highlighter and then what? have it under the desk and try and get people to look at it during lessons. Uh, Stephen Randall used to go, oh, sir, stitch, oh, stitch. <laughs> OK, that was that, OK. <laughs> that, was him. that was a brilliant call forward, if I may say so, earlier. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, David Bell used to ex- escape out of the fire escape and then go round and come back in front of the class. Oh, in fact, Mr. Klaus, he was so old, he must have been in his late 80s. Every time he used to turn around to the blackboard, he would go, right, and I'll just draw you a quick timeline of the computers from here. And every time he did it, we'd move the desk slowly further forward, and he'd turn around, and everyone would be a bit closer. And then he'd turn yeah. around again, and everyone would be a bit closer. And then finally he'd be trapped against the blackboard and we could all leave. And he couldn't admit <laughs> it to the other teachers without admitting that he was a frail and silly old man. Oh, God. Who'd be a teacher? We, we did the thing where you where you, they turn around and you, you yeah. move your desk. In, but we were in the main hall, so we sort of... Oh. We, we, it was arranged that people would sort of crawl her over for a question. And, then we just, and so we sort of had her in this circle, which culminated mm. in Ariel Wozner going, Miss, Miss. Have I got a bone in my willy? (laughs) (laughs) Did you you have the roll down? Did you have the roll down blackboards which they would pull down and they could prepare technically? So there were blackboards that were on a sort of sheet of flexible blackboards. Yeah, 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 I remember those. They could pull them down Mm. and clever people would get to the go in the classroom early, draw big cock and balls on it then and push it upwards so that when they pulled down (laughs) from new sheets of blackboard, it was just a. Oh, very clever. Very funny. Oh, we're all I staying remember. here until someone tells me who's done that. What, me? Um, when I was at the convent, yes, obviously mm. I went to a of convent. Of course you were. Finally, it all makes the, sense. The junior school, my formative years, um, I think I was there from like four till about seven. Um, and it gets to this awful thing at the end of the day where you'd have to come out of your forms and line up line up in rows, like military-style rows, and then the the head nun, uh, Sister Margaret, who was an absolute cow, um, she would then go and open the gates, and it only she would then see our parents, then she would call our names out, and then we were only then we were allowed to break rank and run towards our mothers crying. <laughs> and there was one extraordinary day when we were all there in rigid, rigid lines, and we were also sort of told, you're not allowed to move, thou shalt not move, thou shalt not speak, thou shalt not shout, you will stay in your lines. And then so this nun came out, Sister Margaret, and she goes over to these enormous gates and she pulled this gate and it came off its hinges and literally she just got crumpled. (laughs) This nun in front of the entire school, this nun got squashed under a gate. But we were also indoctrinated in like, thou shall not move, thou shalt. We just sort of stood there and watched her get ironed. (laughs) Hoist by her own gate. Exactly. Well, well, well. Go on, yeah, go on, yeah, go on. We had a music teacher called Mr. Harrison who had a bald head, and every time he turned around to get something out of the cupboard, everyone would lift up their head. You can't see what I'm doing, but you'd lift up your hair, scrape it back from your head, and go, <laughs> slap your forehead. <laughs> so he would turn around and hear a forest of. Put their hands down really quickly, pretend they weren't doing it. I hope they did. It was the 80s, so some people had gelled hair, which was stayed up anyway, God. and other people had to just sort of quickly brush it down. Who'd be a teacher? Jake. Okay. Sorry, yes. All those naughty boys that are now in prison, what's the worst thing they did? Mm. The worst thing they did? Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was, I I know, I was in lessons where furniture furniture would get overturned a lot and occasionally fly across the room, but some went out the window <gasps> once or twice. And it was like, it was really dangerous because it was like a second floor window or something. And if someone had been walking underneath, like it was kind of like a mm. bridge building, you know mm. what I mean? With a walkway oh underneath God. and... Um, I mean, it was really frightening. It was a frightening place to be. And it was when I got beaten up in a lesson. 
that um, my parents finally decided, okay, maybe, maybe we, maybe we need to pull him out now. Maybe he's done enough. Yeah. Um, well, I, I was looking for punchlines to give but, you an extra I mean, point, but uh, why, now, why don't you ask me what the worst thing it? I? You, no one's asked me what the worst thing I ever did is. What's the worst thing you ever did? Once <laughs> I kept a library book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bad boy. Oh yeah, you just don't care. Uh, which leads me. It leads me to the conclusion that today's winner can only be Hedy Lamar. I wrote it down as that earlier, so that's. You'd already nice. marked yourself up for a point. Yes. You chalked it up. <laughs> yep. Wow. As soon as I said the words yeah. Hedy Lamar, I did it. Yeah, yeah it's bold. It's, it's all right, Jake. There's still everything to play for. We haven't talked about how to calculate the sulk Eden date portion or the Hab date portion. We yes. can do that tomorrow. Come back tomorrow, everyone. No, don't if you expect that. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry for everything for the last two days. I'll be better tomorrow, I promise. Bye. 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 Right, beat them up quick. Oh, oh, sir. Oh, sir. Please, please. Look looking the other way. I'm maintaining a... Il vous faut pas faire ça. C'est dégueulasse. Vous êtes des animaux.